Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. Tune in to Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you live in full effect like we like to do each and every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central. Coming at you on this, what is this, September 25th, 2019. You smell that? Smell that in the air? We got some real pay-per-view boxing going on this weekend. Now, we had some boxing last weekend. Didn't get to do a show Sunday, but, you know, that's neither here nor there because what we saw, what we saw this weekend, it was pretty much trash. Um, Old guys swinging slow, getting hit, guys with no chin, guys that never need to be seen again boxing. So, you know, we didn't really miss anything Sunday, but this weekend we've got something. We've got maybe the biggest fight. Well, no, I won't say that. Well, I will say that. We've got the biggest fight of the year. We've got a pretty stacked card. When I say stacked, I mean, you know, the co-event, the feature, whatever it's called. It's a pretty good damn fight for a belt. I think they got couple other belts on the line, but a pretty good event going on on Fox pay-per-view this weekend. And if you don't know, I don't know why you're listening to this, but you should know. We've got Spence versus Porter, unification of the WBC and IBF welterweight belts, putting it on the line. I don't know if there's like a name for this show. You know, there's usually a name for it. I might want to look that up, see if there's a name for it. But, you know, on the line or, you know, they always got something for it. But we finally got, like RC said on the on the text, we finally got some real boxing to talk about, some real championship pay-per-view welterweight boxing. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited to talk about this. Let everybody give their picks. Everybody give their opinions. Um, So, yeah, like I said, we'll take it to the fam first, get the introductions in, and we'll take it to my man, the original co-host, my partner in crime since the olden days, out there in Central California, the host, of the Sunday show, you know, usually like to call it the main show, host of the main show, the Sunday show, my man, RC. RC, what's popping, man? 
Damon Wilson, OBP, Boxing Team Salute. It seems like it's got that kind of run to it when you go back to the old days of uh, Michael Carpenter Harris, known as Doctor now. It's got that old feel where we finally got something big to talk about. Uh, as you mentioned, the last Sunday show, we uh, kind of looked at the headlines and we looked at what we we're going to talk about. It's kind of like, eh, it's just dead air is what it sounded like to me. And that's one thing we don't like around here is dead air. But we definitely don't have dead air coming around this week. Well, I agree with you. I echo the sentiments of it being the biggest fight of the year when we're talking about, other than the heavyweight division of the top three, what is the biggest noise coming at boxing? It's the welterweight division, and we got two guys in the top contention, two title holders that are well-deserved, not no paper champs, and one Sean Porter and the other Earl Spence, one of the young, uh, uh, attractive fighters in the, in the sport today. And we're going to see a lot. We're going to see a lot. A lot of proof's going to be in the pudding. And I can't wait, man. I've been waiting for this fight for, you know, ever since it was announced. And to be honest with you, I wasn't as hyped about it when it was announced, given the fact that it's Sean Porter. And Sean Porter has been in some not-so-fan-friendly type of a fighting affair when it comes to the ugliness of it. But, hey, it's against Earl Spence. They got the shit talking going. I'm hyped about it. I'm just getting out the gym, man. I'm still feeling this pre-workout. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to talk about this shit, man. So I don't want to take up too much time, but I just want to let everybody know, once this shit happens, on Sunday we will be going live, 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 Central. And uh, uh, look, man, I'm hyped. I can't wait to get to this right here. I'm a little on the fence with my pick, but – I will have 100% courage in my conviction when I give my take on this fight, and I'm just ready to go. Well, it's been a, it's been a, it feels like it's been a little while since we've uh, haven't had much to talk about. It's been a little bit of a slow season so far in boxing as of recent, but business is picking up, and when business is picking up, we're gonna have the whole crew ready to rock and roll. So I'm ready to go, and uh, shit, let's start the show, man. Yeah, shout out to Michael Carpenter Harris. He did hit me the other day. He said he putting in his uh he put in his Kovalev uh Canelo pick early, told me that he had Kovalev and that he will be in touch. So hopefully we can get him we'll get him on uh one of these days. I don't know. He usually goes against I thought he was the guy that talked about uh Cooney country and all that going for going for Kovalev, man. So we see <laughs> that maybe, you know, we'll see how that goes. But uh let's go ahead and take it a little a little so a little south out there to Southern California, the Inglewood area, the LA area where boys is out here condoning Jay Z. Uh boys is out here telling and snitching, talking about who killed Tupac, they they cousin killed Tupac. Uh, you know, what's his name? Reggie Wright Junior on every internet post site doing his thing, oh, you know. I'm take it out there. I'm gonna take it out there. To Inglewood, man, to the host of the relatively fat and black podcast, my man, heavy handed J, aka JP. What's poppin', my man? What's poppin'? What's good, JP? Man, everything's well, man. Hope, uh, hope all is well with y'all, brothers. I don't know what the hell we was talking about. I don't know what the hell talking about. <clears throat> um, I'm gearing up for the weekend. Uh, I'm going to be viewing this fight for the first time in a theater. 
uh, one of my partners, you know, through my boxing circle, got some tickets. So I'm at the theater, at one of my favorite theaters, and um, I'm going to be a viewer of a fight in a theater. So that should be a cool experience I'll be able to come tell you guys about. Uh, excited for it. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the same spot our season. I feel this is a tougher pick than is predicted. But there's a part of me that wants to waver and, you know, and I've I've done some self-evaluation. And if you've kept track of me and my picks during this year, I'm always out here trying to make a risky-ass pick and all this shit. This time, I'm just going to go with the regular consensus pick, and we'll talk about all that. But I'm ready to rock and roll, man. You know I'm out here, got vacation in spot. Y'all know where I'm at. Ain't no catastrophes popping off. It ain't super hot. It ain't super cold. You know, uh, ain't no uh, black lizards and all that shit. Willa got out there, man. We just straight, straight, straight. So everything's well. Let's do it. I feel that, man. Yeah, that. Uh, I've I've, I've taken. A, I've checked out a couple. I think maybe one or two uh, fights at the theater, man. That's all. It's it's a good looking there. You know, the ones I go to, I went out there to. I think it was Canelo fight. Maybe I just it was one of them. Went to a Canelo fight. I can't remember exactly which one, but I caught a Canelo fight out there with all the Mexicans in the uh, at the AMC 30 out there. It was a pretty good look, man. So I'm sure you enjoy yourself, man. But let's get into it, man. A lot of Mexicans, man. Yeah, it was Canelo fight, man. I want to be with the people, see how they felt, man. But uh, what's I can't remember what fight it was. It, it was for, man. But let's get to it, man. Earl Spence, 25-0, 21 KOs, putting his IBF welterweight uh, championship belt up against Sean Porter, 32-1 with 17 KOs, the WBC welterweight champ. Now, this has been a long time in the making, ever since Earl Spence, has uh, got his belt. I think, I believe he won his belt from uh, Kell Brook um, back in uh, 2017. He's been calling out the dogs. Even before then, he's been calling out the big dogs. The the PBC Golden Trinity, I like to call it. That was Danny Garcia, uh, Keith Thurman, and Sean Porter. They were all fighting each other. You had you had Sean Porter, who's a, uh, I mean, not Sean Porter. You had Earl Spence, who's a, a little younger than those guys. Not even, I think he's not, he's not even really that much younger. I think he's like two years younger, but he was a little younger, a little newer on the scene. You know, he's been calling these guys out for a long time. They told him, you know, there was no reason to fight him until he got the belt. He went over there, crossed the pond, beat Kell Brook, you know, after he already had his, uh, his eye, you know, I'm putting the quotation marks up. His eye socket broke by Triple G. He went in there and did the, and, and did the same thing to the other eye and went over there and got that IBF belt. And it took him two years to finally get in the ring <clears throat> with another champion. Now, Sean Porter, um, he won his belt against Danny Garcia uh, back in 2018. This is the WBC belt that Keith Thurman held. You know, everybody, highly controversial win. Yeah, a, a, high, a highly controversial unanimous decision. You know, it wasn't a split decision; it well, was unanimous. Yeah, no, so real, real dude. Yeah. 
this but this was a this is almost this is a belt that really belongs to Keith Thurman. This is a belt that Keith Thurman, I think he he got hurt. He was going through uh you know, he got married, got hurt, went through surgery, I think it was elbow surgery. So he had to give up I think the W uh he had to give up the WBC belt. He was able to keep the WBA belt, I believe. Um so so what I'm saying is Sean Porter didn't have to fight a champion to get this belt, but he did uh, beat Danny Garcia, and he's defended it against uh, Udonis Ugas in a split decision, what was that, earlier this year, <clears throat> in March of this year. And if you remember, after the Ugas fight, mm-hmm. Earl, Sp- Earl Spence was in the in the arena. He, 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 after the after the bell rung, he was in there. After the, the, the winner was announced, he was in there. He said he wanted to fight. Porter said he was going to take the fight. Then there was things like Porter might not take the fight if the price is right, everything going. So we didn't know if we were going to get this fight, and it was finally announced. Um, Earl Spence, the truth, you know, he's they've been doing a lot of talking. You know, Earl Spence is a guy who believes that he's a superstar. You know, he believes that uh, – well, he believes that he's a star – and, believe, and he believes he's on the verge of being a superstar, and he believes this is the fight that takes him there. Um, Sean Porter is a guy, rough and rugged, um, a guy that we, I think we, most people agree. Uh, I know JP agrees with me that he has, he's done, he's, he has the best resume as far as jobs taken. You know, he doesn't have the best uh, output or uh, outcomes, but he has one of the best resumes because he's fighting everybody. He's fighting the big dogs, and he's doing, uh, you know, he, he doesn't seem to be scared to fight, and this proves it. This is a fight where I think Porter is a six-to-one underdog, uh, so not a lot of people predict Porter's going to win. And with all that said, man, I'm going to keep my pick till the end, and we're going to take it to RC. I know he's biting at the bit on that pre-workout. So, RC, man, break this down for us and let us know how you see the fight going, my man. Man, on the fence, as I said before, I don't want to come out and throw a pity party and say that, look, in my personal opinion, you guys could call it bias or not. I don't think Sean Porter beat Danny Garcia. Matter of fact, I don't think Sean Porter beat Yudana Zunga. I just don't think that he won both those fights. Nonetheless, he came out on top. I don't know if it was the WBC-styled shorts that he wore against Danny Garcia, pan ran to the WBC, which led to a favorable decision. I, I, I can't say that, but I can have my assumptions as much as the next man. Maybe they don't want a Cuban fighter to be a champion like Ungas because they might be just a little too boring for um, the casual fight fans who want to see action-packed fights with the top guys in the division like Earl Spence and Terrence Bud Crawford. I don't know. But Earl Spence, he has not been, I would say, as impressive as a lot of people would think. And I might come off as a hater like that, but when's the last time you could tell me that Sean or that, that Earl Spence just lights out someone? I haven't seen it. And I was on record before saying that I didn't think that Earl Spence was going to knock out little Mikey Garcia. Well, a lot of people, 
well, legit people <laughs> who thought that they were going to see a knockout in that fight that was paid to be with the little 135-pound Mikey Garcia stepping up in weight against so-called man down, so-called the boogeyman, so-called all that. Didn't happen. Earl Spence, in my opinion, is a high-level B-plus fighter. I don't think he is the cream of the crop as far as the A-level style is. And Sean Porter isn't at that exact same level. I think that Terrence Bud Crawford is the cream of the crop. That's just my opinion. Now, if Earl Spence comes out here and starches out Sean Porter, because we've never seen Sean Porter starch. We've seen him hurt before, buckled in a fight with Keith Thurman, but we've never seen him starched out before. We've seen him dropped by Adrian Broner, but he got up and still did work. So we're going to be in for what I think is going to be a rough and rugged, dare I say, ugly fight, which a lot of fights from Sean Porter just so happen to be. But the good thing about this fight, opposed to all the different fight, the difference of fights we've seen in Sean Porter, is that we're going to find out a lot about Earl Spence. Because I forget Money's name. Uh, Willa, you, you attended the fight that was in the, the little Cowboys uh, practice facility or whatever it was in Dallas, Texas. He fought uh, a young Mexican man. I forget his name off the top of my head. But... Anyone could go back and yeah, look Ocampo. in that fight. Yes, Ocampo. You, you go back in that fight and look in the first round, you see Ocampo hit Spence with something that got his attention. And it, that shouldn't happen. Now, we're going to see Spence. These aren't uh, – a lot of – look, man, a lot of people also forget that in the Kell Brooks fight, that was expected to be broken goods and just to be an Earl Spence showcase. That didn't happen until after six, seven rounds. I, I, I'm not saying Earl Spence is overrated, but I'm saying that I don't think he's as, as greatly advertised as a lot of boxing fans say, especially when you look at the preparation for this fight when it comes to some of the uh, outside-the-ring scenes that we've seen between him and uh, Bud Crawford where Bud Crawford is grabbing his fat in his midsection, saying this is fat. We've seen infamous photos of Earl Spence with man titties in the white teeth. We've seen Earl Spence more so than ever in his career enjoying the fruits of his labor as far as the money he's been receiving from Al Heyman and PBC. Doesn't have the greatest of role models when it comes to the fighters he looks up to, guys like Adrian Broner. We've known... Earl Spence to be having a few more drinks than we've ever seen in his career when he had the infamous drunken interview with Adrian Broner and uh, or featuring Adrian Broner and Javante Davis where I just started boxing in 1995 what was it 1995 or something like that he started boxing in 2005 whatever it was I don't know man I just think that this fight right here when you look at the preparation and the physique of Earl Spence to me it looked like a fat camp instead of a training camp. And we do know one thing. Sean Porter stays ready, and he has a hard work ethic, and he, he's going to bring out 110% every fight no matter what. I'm going against the grain on this one, fellas. I'm going Sean Porter picking up an upset decision victory 
against Earl Spence. I think this one will be a learning experience for Earl Spence to take his craft a little bit more serious and sharpen up better than he just has in his previous, uh, uh, in the recent, let's say, uh, uh, 13 months. He should have got Mikey out of there. Post-fight interview, he said he tried to get him out of there, but he couldn't. And then when he has this, these conversations with with uh, Sean Porter, he said, I don't want to hurt Mikey. I didn't want to knock him out. Well, you said that you wanted to get him out of there. You tried to get him out of there post-fight interview with Jim Gray. So which one is it? I just think the style of Earl Spence, has been a accumulate style of punches where he's got out, you know, the likes of Lamont Peterson and those guys with just a high work rate of body punches and, you know, just putting together a lot of solid work. I don't know if that's going to work against Sean Porter. I could be completely wrong, and he might be able to get Porter out of there. I just don't see it happening. I should say that I got Earl Spence coming up in a decision victory to this one, given the polit- politically correctness that we've seen in boxing. But I'm just putting my feet to the fire, and I'm saying what's coming from my heart instead of my brain. And I got Sean Porter in a split decision victory over Earl Spence coming up this weekend, fellas. Man, RC picking the six to one underdog. Um, that's a big stepping mm-hmm. out, stepping out on the limb. So let's take it. Let's take it to JP, man. I know JP said he was on the. He was on the fence also. So let's see if you swayed him to the dark side. JP, how do you see this fight going, man? Oh, man. So there's a, one hell of an interesting narrative in this that nobody's talking about. Never before. Now, we, we hear cliches like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Or, uh, uh, I forget what the other cliche is. But basically, for Errol, that is truly applicable here. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Errol, like never before in any fight, have I ever seen a guy be, I guess, as discredited as as much as Errol has for beating the shit out of a guy that we had in, like, a lot of people's top five pound-for-pound list. It's uh, it's blowing my mind, but I know boxing fan boxing psychology is weird as fuck, and I'm a part of it. I'm not above it, but I, I do do a self check every now and again, and it's like Errol is being credited for what we perceive Mikey as now, rather than what we perceived him as going into the fight with Errol. There were people picking Mikey Garcia. The narrative was. Mikey Garcia is a fucking wizard of timing and boxing and was a better boxer than Errol Spence. That was the narrative. Now, all of a sudden, there's this thing out there like Errol Spence has gotten no credit for blanking the cards on that guy. But yet and still, that guy is still in a um, – Arguably, or not arguably, well, it may have a pay-per-view fight pending versus Manny Pacquiao. Meanwhile, there's an area out here where Errol Spence is like, his cachet has went down from blanking a dude. Like, 
it's it's so odd how this is happening. And I'm just like blown away by how quickly we just turned on what Mikey was. And it's like, Errol, like those guys always say, man, as soon as I beat him, y'all going to say he was too small, he was too weak, and then it ain't going to be shit. And it's a lose, lose situation. Then what if Mikey had done well? We would not be saying this shit. Nobody would be saying it. And in, in these circumstances, it's always great when the fighter you beat goes on to do great things because that validates your win. It makes your win over that fighter have more equity. So go on to see what Mikey does, but in the at the moment, it's like Mikey's trash. But still, Mikey may fight Pacquiao in a pay-per-view, probably the biggest grossing pay-per-view fight of the year. It's odd. But on, on to the fight. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, I, I, I could see this fight going a few ways. I could see, I could really see, and there's a part of me that wants to go here, Seeing Sean out hustle Arrow, I believe that'll be Sean's uh, game plan. Now Kenny, I, I've seen through some interviews on Fight Hype, has trained Arrow. Like him, he and Arrow, he said him and Arrow have trained, have gone across the world alone. As him being Arrow's trainer, I mean he calls him son or something like that. It's a true endearing relationship between them. <clears throat> That also, of course, leads you to believe they've probably sparred before, but I don't know that to be certain. I haven't heard that. But what I'm heading to there is that Kenny would know, you know, what what, what would be Errol's flaws. Now, what could Sean key on? Now, Errol, to me, is a pace fighter. You know, he likes this rhythm. He likes his pace. He fights, you know, at his attack pace. He doesn't... I think Sean could disrupt it. Sean has his boxing ability has um, grown over the past three years more than about anyone's in the sport to me. Like Sean was just this rugged brawler who couldn't place his punch as well. Now he's turned into a dude who, who we've seen on the back foot and like Kenny always says, out jabbing everyone percentage wise. So that mix is what I've seen hard for everybody to, to deal with. Like, uh, and you could argue uh, you guys beat him. You could argue Danny beat him. But none of them beat him convincingly enough that anyone's raising a stink about those victories. And what you see Sean be able to do better than anyone is kind of get rugged, turn into that uh, topsy-turvy whirlwind, and then be a dude who could be on the back foot and use lateral movement and jab. And I think, you know, if Sean does a good mix of that, We'll see what Arrow doesn't like. Uh, I think he could out-hustle him some rounds here and there, uh, enough rounds to where, you know, this thing could be tight on the card somewhere down the line. The other side of me wants to go with the conventional thinking, which is the the bigger, better pedigreed-seeming guy is Errol Spence. Uh, it seems like Errol would be more rangy. Errol would uh, eventually walk him down like he's done everyone else. And that's what the conventional thinking is, I think. Uh, as far as the pick goes, man, I've been waffling back and forth. I hear what it, RC has to say about it, and I'm like, damn. You know, I, I've been doing that fight after fight after fight, kind of going with the the, the, the more the, the fight that has slimmer odds of winning. 
think I'm going to take Arrow here, but I'm going to take Arrow with an 11th round TKO. I'm going to take Arrow with an 11th round TKO. I think Sean will do well, but it'll, the, the, the decline will be fast. I think Sean will, you know, it'll, it'll just be a matter of exertion and uh, a walking down, similar to what you've seen with Kell Brook. Kell Brook was able to outclass um, Errol in spots, clearly. And some argue that Kell Brook was up on the cards at that point. But it's the it's the pummeling you got to take. And you got to be flawless to get away from, from all that. You know what I mean? And I think eventually Errol will catch Sean in some way to, to hurt him enough to, to wobble him. We've seen Sean be able to be wobbled. We've seen him dropped by uh, you know, Adrian Broner. And um, I think he'll be able to stagger him at some point and really kind of corral him, get him in a corner or whatever it be, and the ref will come in and stop the fight. So I'm taking the arrow with the 11th round TKL, but will be a tight contestant fight until that point. Well, there we go. We're tied one-to-one. RC picking Sean Porter for the win. JP going for the knockout. Uh, I think we've got my man out there, Seattle Sime on. So let's go ahead and take it to him and see exactly how he sees the fight going, see if he's going to make his pick. Sime, man, what's popping, bro? Come on with that, man. I always made picks, man. You mad at me because, you know, I'm usually right, you know? But um, you got to start taking shots, bro. No, you know, that was Willard taking shots, you know. But, you know, that's my guy. You know, I know what he do. So, I got to always respond, you know. But um, the way I look at this fight is, um, you know, it comes down to territory and environment, you know. Um, If Sean can get uh, Arrow on the ropes for a majority of the fight, the fight will look ugly and it will look, like a fight that can go either way. But if Arrow can, because uh, there will be a point where Sean will, you know, try to get on, get inside and everything. But if Arrow can push Sean back and keep it in the middle of the ring, not saying that uh, Arrow can't win a fight on the ropes, but that favors Sean much more, you know? If it's in the middle of the ring, then Arrow can get, you know, the ref involved. He can get, you know what I'm saying, more space to start firing off. You know what I mean? And that will favor him a lot. You know, the way I look at the fight is, um, you know, I got Spence winning the decision. I think um, at the end of the day, I think he will land – the more cleaner punches, and I think that will win him the fight. But, um, you know, I think Sean, athleticism, and foot speed will trouble Spence early because the thing with Spence is, you know, Spence has slow feet, and he's he's always looking to – land the power shots, and he's loading up. Like, he's always trying to plant and fire, plant and fire. You know what I'm saying? He's not getting on his toes. He's not 
trying to, you know, close the distance, you know, trying to, um, you know, go in and out, in and out, you know, and then be jittery and then, you know, come in. He's like, he's right there. He, you know, and that, you know, that works for him. That's good, you know, but the thing is, a guy like Sean, with his style, he's, you know, he'll come inside, then he'll, uh, then he'll back up. And then, you know, he's very jittery. He's very, you know, unpredictable. And I think that early on that will trouble him. But I think at the end of the day, his jab will be uh, very prevalent from the start. And I think that will carry him to the victory. But I don't see, you know, I don't see stoppage. But if he does it, you know, hey, man, much respect to him. I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at that, but. This whole knockout shit and all the stuff, I don't, I, I just don't see him doing that. You know, um, it's not, you know, pe- you know, pe- you know, people talking about the Mikey Garcia. I get that, you know, that's probably, you know, some of it. It's more just that I don't think Sean is gonna be there as much as he thinks he is to land those big shots because, like I said, Errol needs to be planted to land his power shots. Flat footed. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that's just common sense. But your but your overall pick is Spence by decision. By yeah. uh, deci- decisions. Okay, got that. Well, so man, that's fuck two y'all. for Spence. I'm going against the grain. No, y'all, y'all go against me if you want to. That's all right. Well, definitely, and that and, and the way I see it is, man. You know, I, I went back and watched the. Uh, well, I didn't go back. I it's on every like every three hours they show um the Mikey Garcia versus Spence fight on uh on Fox Sports Network. So I watched that um and I saw and I saw that Spence even though he said he wanted to knock out, it didn't it looked like he, he it didn't look like he was really going for the knockout per se. It looked like he was hitting Mikey with good shots, but he never really did turn it on all the way. And uh so Spence has been doing, you know, he did, he beat up Kell Brook after a while. I've seen, we've seen Porter. Porter, even though he's, he fought bigger guys back in the day, he's a smaller dude. I'm seeing him getting stopped. I'm seeing him maybe not getting knocked out, but I'm seeing, I'm with JP in the later rounds. I don't see the ref stopping. I'm seeing his dad, Kenny Porter, which is, you know, which is my man with the tear in his eye having to throw in the towel because the son is getting beat up. Now we've seen, you know, we've seen this latest Porter where he's trying to do a lot of boxing, but every now and then, even when he was doing the boxing, he would still jump, jump in and jump out, you know, with this craziness. And I think Sean Porter being, he is sort of flat footed, but he's steady. He's, you know, he's got the same amount of speed. I think their speed is, is probably, um, you know, it's it's even enough. Porter might be a little faster, but but uh, but Spence has good enough speed, and it sounds no, like he's Porter's, looking for hey, the knockout. Porter's foot speed is way. The thing is, Porter's foot speed is way better than uh, Spence, and he he knows how to turn his opponents. Like, you know, to you know, Spence knows. You know, Spence is right there. Like, he's not trying to play no games. He's like right there. You know. He gonna you know put out the jab, you know he's gonna try to shoot to the body and everything. With Porter, he's gonna you know faint, faint jab, and then he might just turn you. You know what I mean? Like he like his foot speed, his athleticism is 
way better than Spence. Spence is like a- athlete-wise, Porter's a way better athlete than Spence. But Spence is a better boxer, better complete boxer, better fundamental boxer, you know. And I think that will carry him to the victory. But like when it comes to athleticism and foot speed and all that, like if you watch Spence, man, Spence is like. He's not like what you guys think he is, like when it comes to athleticism and foot speed and, you know, all that. He's just – he's going to be right there in front of you. He's going to be flat-footed, and he's going to be looking to fire big-ass shots. But the problem is that not everybody is going to be, you know, in in agreement with you. You know what I mean? But with Porter, the problem with Porter is he's short. He don't have the reach, and – you don't have the type of skill set to where at a certain point he's going to have to make certain mistakes, and I think that will favor Spence. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what's going to happen too. I think Porter is going to try to have to go all out early, and he's not going to get tired, but he's going to have to start fighting eventually like he did with Keith Thurman. You know, even though, I mean, that's the, you know, styles make fights, but after a while, He's going to have to fight. Even with Ugas, he tried to box, but after a while, he had to go in there and fight. And he's going to get he's going to get hit with some shots, and I think it's going to wear on him, and this is going to be the first stoppage. And I also, you know, I, I see Spence as, you know, he's pushing this knockout. You know, he's pushing it hard. He's saying he wants the knockout. He's saying he's going for the knockout. He's letting it know that if he doesn't get the knockout, he'll be disappointed. And he's he's taking this as his fight to become a superstar you know he's taking this as his fight that if he wins this fight he'll be able to make more excuses on why he's not fighting Crawford next because he's a superstar and Crawford isn't he's making he's doing he's trying to make trying to take that next step in uh fandom and I think he's gonna do it man I think that uh we'll be looking at I'm gonna say a 10th round stoppage by the father Tile getting thrown in Tile getting waved you know Porter going going out like a champion, like a G, which he is, but you know, I don't think he's going to make it to that final bell. So that's the uh, three three against one for the RC. So RC, man, you might be, you know, if if, if something happens, man, if he gets his way, man, you have a, uh, you have a big victory. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't mind being on a little island on my own, so that's fine. Uh, I, I just don't see a guy who can't knock out a little 135 pounds take out a guy like Sean Porter, who's got a lot of, uh, dare I say, Juan Manuel Marquez X as far as a guy who, yeah, he got knocked out, but was he ever in danger? Yeah, he got bucked, was he ever in danger? I don't know, man. No offense can make me eat my words, but I'm not buying it right now from Mr. Fat Camp. Oh, and that's definitely true. I think there, RC's right about that. There is this notion that, like, if you get dropped, if you get hurt, all of a sudden, oh man, this guy he can be stopped and all that. Man, you but you man, you gonna fuck around and get stopped thinking that shit. If you a fighter, like, you know, Pacquiao learned that the hard way. You know, he dropped Marquez a bunch of times, but who got stopped? As a matter of fact, let me let me clarify: who got knocked the fuck out? Biggest knockout. Never, never forget big fight history. Never forget that. Remember, remember that people. The guy that dropped the other guy the most times got knocked the fuck out. Never forget that. No, most definitely. 
I mean, I, I just I don't think he's going to get knocked out. I just think he's going to get beat up. I think Spence is looking to beat this guy out and to stop him, and I think that's what he's going to do, man. But uh, y'all got anything no, else on go that back. fight? No, Willa? no, Willa, no, Willa you, you, you were doing a good job, man. Sometimes you don't know how to carry the conversation, man. You said something that was very interesting. You said this was a way to carry out a Conf- uh, Crawford unification. Talk about that. Hmm. Well, I just – well, you know, they've been – him and his uh, trainer have been on – you know, been doing uh, interviews stating uh, that, you know, that he's the bigger fighter and that, they're, you know, that Crawford isn't a pay-per-view fighter and saying Crawford only did like 160,000 uh, 160, views with Amir Khan and how they did four-something with uh, – or 500,000 with Mikey Garcia – and that you know they're they're making these sort of there's they're making these excuses on why they're not fighting them and why they haven't fought. They're laying them. down the groundwork. But, say it. They're laying yeah, down the exactly. groundwork. Exactly. No. Yeah, that's what they're doing. But at the same time, they're saying at the same time they're saying the fight will happen. But they want you know they want Manny Pacquiao next, which I doubt is going to happen. But yeah, I mean I see what they're doing, and and they're right in the in in a way because no no they're right. Even, yeah. Look. Yeah, they're right in the way the because look either way. Either way, like don't get it twisted. If either of them, I mean we, I mean Pack, I mean Crawford already had his chance. He couldn't get the fight. But if Spence can get Pacquiao, you take that fight first. And I'm not even gonna say he's ducking because number one, you know he got the belt, and then number and number two is the money. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna take a say another man should take a pay cut just to prove that. Oh, I'm the best. I'm like no, nah, fuck all that. Get your money. So if he can get the Pacquiao fight, get it. But you know you ain't getting the Pacquiao fight, so you know if you get through this, you know um, you gotta start answering some questions, brother. And I ain't talking about the SATs, so hey, I'm just saying man, we, we, as we, fans, we as fans should pull for the fight, of course, man. But it's just so much leverage across the promotional lines in this fight. Now, look, yeah, fights are made across the promotional lines, but when it's like in favor of both parties to some degree, at least this shit is so in favor of Crawford. Crawford has so much to win here. He's over there on a fucking Island. It's like almost like PBC, Kyle Heyman and company would be doing them guys a favor to entertain it. Us as fans, yes, I get it. We should pull for it. But the business... I mean, you sound scared, to be honest. You sound scared because while there ain't... Scared, well, I'm, I'm trying to bring business up. I, I know... I know... I get it. I said we as fans should be pulling for it. I don't really have a dog in the fight. But it's just the, the leverage of it. It's like, this dude's going to come with, what, three belts? Ooh. And he got all the all, all the leverage going. He got all the momentum going. Crawford would literally have no one to fight over the next year and a half, two years, whatever it be. It, no, it, it could I, happen now. What do you got? Like, dude, like, no, what I'm are you saying guys talking about? The fight across the line. Dude, it could happen next. It could happen now. Like, this whole, dude, the guy said in his face, he said, why would I go the easy route when I, uh, why would I fight you when I can go the easy route? This, this whole, no, look, knock man, out, knock out, very son. simple. It's very simple. Uh, yeah, uh, we understand that. Father, we understand Fury that Crawford fight, right? would love it. Crawford would love it. Yeah, we know no, that. No, no, Tyson get it. Fury loves it. 
because you know why? He loved it the first time. And said, you know what? Let me get some more loving. You know? And Deontay Wilder said, you know what? I like it too. As a matter of fact, I love it too. That's what you ain't talking about. Well, Tyson Fury Rankin. has ran and fought two fucking nobodies. What? You, but they? What are you talking about? But they fought already, and they they agreed upon. So you well, saying and the that's Tyson Fury don't needed him? Tyson Fury needed him. The moment he didn't, he got the fuck away from him. What are you talking about? They agreed to fight. What are you talking about? Oh, come on. What do you what mean? Do you what mean? am I talking about? I just said he went and fought two other dudes Dude, in about, between so, the fight. So, oh, okay. So you tell me the, the agreement that's agreed upon. So hold on. So are you trying to – no, no, I want to hear this because I like this. I like what you're talking about right now because oh, you, you're making a whole lot of no sense. So you're saying the agreement oh, that both man. said, which is they're going to fight next, you're saying that you don't believe that's going to happen? I'm talking about before the, before the eye injury. You're telling me you don't believe that agreement was real? I don't – like I don't understand what you don't – Understand here. I'm trying to explain to you. I'm explaining to you that they could have done an immediate rematch. Tyson Fury yes. fought Deontay Wilder the first time because he needed him. All the favor was for Fury to win. He had nothing to lose. The moment Tyson Fury had enough cachet in the sport to not need Wilder, he got the fuck away from him for two fights. And now he needs him again because he has to fulfill a contract. What don't you understand? Well, so what does that say about you? Because you want Spence to get away from Crawford for more than two fights. I'm not saying – I can say I want shit. No, I you said did. You already that. said it, dude. Oh, you're on okay. record. You were, you were like, oh, he can go He can go do this. He can make all this money, all this paper. You said that. You're on record. The same reasons, the same reasons that Fury got away from Wilder is the same reasons – but then he's not getting away. There was an agreement. And by, let me ask you this. Let Why didn't he do an immediate rematch? Why didn't he do an immediate rematch? Okay, no, you bring it up immediate rematch. Why did Errol Spence never fight Crawford yet? Why didn't he they do an immediate already. rematch? That's the, that's you the one brought up Fury. Right? You brought up Fury. Answer the question. No, I'm, I'm bringing Why up Fury for a very important reason. Okay. Because of this. Because of this. They already fought. Did Errol Spence and Crawford already fight? No. So let's let's hey, let's fella, see them hey. fight first. Hey, I want to see them fight first before we talk about a rematch. That's the problem with you. You're worried about a rematch. I want to see the first fight. Well, can you now that you've made your point? Can you answer the question? Yeah, I answer the question. Any question you want, dog. It's too easy. Why didn't Tyson Fury do an immediate me rematch? Why? Why didn't that's a, hey? Yeah, yeah. Probably why? Because you know he wanted to get ready. Hey, he probably either he wanted to get ready or. He, he, you know, he Brandy did get with top rank. We don't know what top rank was thinking, but we know one thing: they had they they had an agreement for a second fight before Terence Crawford and Errol Spence had an agreement for the first fight. So we, we want to see the hey, first fight first. Hey, fellas, y'all y'all been y'all been arguing about this shit for for two for I two mean, episodes. He's wrong. He man. know he's wrong. He's he's fanboying. Okay. Y'all, y'all are both no y'all y'all are both y'all are both correct in in, in y'all's different ways, man. They can make the fight. This this going over to the opposite side. We see that Fury and and, and Wilder have done it, and that's PBC and and, and, and ESPN, and, and they didn't have to exactly. So it could be done. But also, Earl Spence, if he has three belts, he's you know he has a little more cachet that he doesn't really have to in the same effect Which that Fury needed business. Wilder. 
which is called business. business. And, but they say it's going to happen. And, and I think you even agreed that he should fight Pacquiao next because that's dude, over there Pacquiao, and that's easy dude, and, it, dude, Pacquiao and it's more got money. Knocked the fuck out by a forty-year-old Mexican. People said Floyd still had to fight him. <laughs> and now we feel you. Two guys, two guys that actually fought. And if you really want to do a poll, most people thought the guy that didn't have the belt actually won the fight. And everybody's saying that he got to fight him right away. But guys on the line right now saying, you know, I mean, hey, I'm just I think saying, we all bro, saying the same thing. Great. I think we I think we're all saying the same thing actually, son, but hey, we got another we got another family member on the line. We got my man out there and uh, I think he said he's in that uh that Yukon area. Let's take it to Janelle, man, and get his pick on the fight, Janelle. We already are seeing uh, he, he, he didn't graduate college. Oh no, but he said that's where he is. He, he he's uh, he's making a uh, uh, paper moves, he said, man. So let me let's no, take, it to, uh, take it to Janelle. We've got uh, Janelle. Let you know, uh, RC has picked Sean Porter. Me and JP have picked Spence by knockout, and Sim has picked Spence by decision, man. Janelle, what's going on, man? How you see the fight going, bro? Well, sorry, this um, for uh, uh, Simon Simon's uh, uh, notion on Danny Spence College. Actually, I got my master's degree in marketing. That's the sign for him right now. <laughs> but, um, hey, you bought that I'm degree. Actually, it's okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. He's funny. But um, I'm I'm actually in Connecticut right now. We just had to meet up with one of my business partners. Uh, we got it. I'm very excited. Really good campaign coming on. About to make that guap. G U G U A P. Get your ass paid. But uh, um, oh yeah, I agree with you and J P. I've been telling Simon that for months. I think Spence is going to stop Porter. Okay, okay, let me explain. I don't think it's because – okay, one, if Porter was in his prime, this fight's going 12 rounds. I think Porter, Porter's been in the ring with more power. All the power punches actually at 147 except Spence. And, I mean, he took some blows on his career. He's not a good defender. And he had concussions against the Keith Thurman. He took some shots from Garcia and Kell Brook and you guys. In his last fight, he showed that he's slowing down. I think he's just right for um, I picked Spence and to stop him by late round, even a championship round, or limit for twelfth round, either or. I think that he's just gonna really step on the gas and he's just gonna get Porter out of there. I think Porter um, uh, Porter's a true warrior. He's a true throwback. Uh, Porter's that guy that, that knows he's not the most skillful guy at one forty seven, but he's willing to fight anybody at one forty seven. You know what I mean? And I give him a lot of props for that. But I think boxing took a toll on him. That molding style with limited defense, it took its toll on Ricky Hatton. It took a toll on a lot of those pressure guys with limited defense. And I think it has, as we saw with you guys, his last fight. So I think Spence is going to get him out of the championship round. I mean, let's face it. If you think Spence is the most powerful punch at 147, that's why he's going to knock him out and you're wrong. Because Keith Thurman is the most powerful punch at 147. And he hit Porter with some bombs. With some bombs. So I think that was, uh, you know what I mean? But again, yeah, it's, not that, it's, it's not that same. It's not that, well, actually, it wasn't the same Thurman that fought Porter that fought Pacquiao. And it's not the same Porter that fought Thurman that's fighting Spence on Saturday. And uh, 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 Porter's slowing down, and he's just right to get knocked out. And uh, I agree with Simon because I don't think Pacquiao's going to fight him. So I think he might as well fight Crawford. But I don't think Crawford, I don't think the fight will happen at 147. 
I think Spence knows that Crawford is the most dangerous guy for him, and he wants to fight him at a weight that will be a lot stronger. He'll feel more stronger. And oh, damn. Hold control. on, hold on. He just admitted that was a duck move. He just said it. No, no. Uh-oh. I didn't say duck move. I, no, I Willa, he you heard it. He said, I got to get stronger. Willa, no, you heard it. That's not what I said. I said he would want to be at no. a stronger weight. I got to get to another weight class to fight him? You said it. He want to be at his best. I think. That, oh, my God. Think All of a sudden, that's your best? When you said everything is man down in stress season? Okay, that's a duck. I don't think Spence, I don't think Spence is gonna to want to do this, this serious weight cut again. I don't think that. As he even flirted with it, um, uh, he was on um, uh, talking and uh, and Porter and Thurman was there and he was talking about something about coffee. He said yeah, 154, something like that. He said something like that. I think Spence is gonna want it at 154. I just don't think Spence is gonna to want to do a weight cut. That serious weight cut again to fight Crawford. Because, because again, Shit, I would too, I think, man. If I if I if I had hey, if hey, I had hey, a, hey. if I had a midget with a three hundred punches, I'd be, I'll start reconsidering everything. I'll be honest. I'll be like, damn, he, I ain't as strong he as did I thought what I was. Everybody thought he was gonna do. He outboxed Garcia. Was going to that fight. Everybody thought Garcia, including myself, thought Garcia was a better boxer. Sugar Ray Leonard counted him out as far as boxing ability goes, and he outboxed him. I didn't see him loading up too much tonight. Nah, he didn't outbox him, bro. He outjacked And Garcia him. did block a lot of shots. He's very defensive. He's very defensive. Mate. He has good defense. Porter has no defense, so like he's gonna get hit with power shots. And Dude, if he really outboxed Mikey Garcia, he shouldn't have no problem fighting uh, Crawford. Because even though Mikey is not as good of a boxer as Crawford, he's up there, so he shouldn't have just just take the little guy out, just take him out. Yeah, I think the fight's gonna happen 54. I think it's happening. Oh, man. This, dude, this, now they want Crawford. That would be a dub. Hey, Crawford's trying to go undisputed at 147. Now all of a sudden Crawford got to go to 154 to get a Spence fight. Get the fuck out of here with that, man. No. Hey, you, they staying at 147, man. Get your fat ass up to 54, you, man. We ain't worried about you. If he goes up to 154, <laughs> I don't know if Crawford, I don't know if Crawford goes up there. That would, yeah, that would be tough. That would be tough, man. But hey, fellas, hey, I think uh, I think we've said all we all we could say about that uh, Spence versus Porter. Uh, everybody's made that pick, but there's another there's another uh, pretty good fight on the undercard. We got Anthony Durrell putting up his WBC, uh, well, two-time WBC champion, uh, super middleweight champion, uh, Anthony Durrell putting it up against David Benavidez, the former WBC champion. Uh, who lost his uh, who lost his belt due to I think cocaine use, right? Um, Anthony Durrell, uh, thirty three. Uh, Anthony Durrell, thirty three, one and one, twenty four KOs. You know he is a two time champ. I think he lost. Uh, uh, he won his. I remember him winning his belt. I remember him really checking him out when he was against that uh, the uh, African guy Saki Obika, I believe his name was. Uh, I think they had two fights. He won the belt, uh, the WBC belt then, and then I think he lost to Badu Jack. Then he won it again against, uh, let me look this up. Um, man, some some guy, he got a cut, and they ended it like some Russian or Turkish guy, Yevin, or I'm trying to look it up. I don't know his name. But he won this belt that um, Benavidez vacated. But I think this is going to be a pretty good fight, man, um, as long as it lasts. David Benavidez, 21-0 with 18 KOs. 
a former WBC champion. He's going to be one of the only guys that's going to be undefeated two-time middleweight champion. And I think he might, even though I hate to say it, I think he might knock Anthony Durrell out. I think he might beat him up. Anthony Durrell is a, he's a tough fighter. Um, You know, like, like uh, when he went against Badu Jack, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was unanimous decision. I think it was a pretty tough, pretty tough um, fight. Uh, Saki Obika was a pretty tough fight. Um, you know, he's he's a tough fighter, man. He's in there. He's not the fastest. He's not he, he can punch, but he's not the fastest. He'll and he'll get into a war with you. But I think David Benavidez is the real deal. Um, and I think David Benavidez is going to get a knockout. One of the reasons that I didn't want to come to this fight because I because there's a chance that there this could be some easy work night. Um, and this one I definitely see as easy work. I got David Benavidez winning by uh, knockout. Uh, maybe not sleepage, maybe stoppage in the seventh round. Uh, RC, I know I, I don't know if you're a fan of David Benavidez, seeming that he's a uh, Mexican American. Uh, but how do you see that fight? Okay, how do you see this fight going against uh, two-time champion? Uh, Anthony Durrell. I think it might be a 10-year, what is it, 10-year uh, age difference? Let me look that up. But as you talk, I'll, I'll look it up. What do you think about that, man? Oh, man, I, there's been a, a lot of a lot of trash talking between the two. And I think David Benavidez is uh, a hungry fighter right at this point in time. Uh, he's uh, He's got one of the best boxing brains in the division to where if he wants to get some rounds in, he can get some rounds in and easily shut out Durrell. Uh, I like Benavidez a lot. David Benavidez is a very skillful fighter, and he definitely has some pop to him, which doesn't really look like when you look at the physique of him. It just goes to show the boxing brain this cat has. He doesn't need the the the, the chopped-up abs and all that shit like that, which he, you know, we'll see what he looks like on the way in. But regardless, I got David Benavidez getting him out of there in five. And I think it. I, I'm not sure it'll be sleepers, but it will be some. It, it will be multiple times where Darrell will look up and give a good description of what the top of the arena looks like, because David Benavides will put together so many punches. Darrell will just, if if he doesn't get stopped by the ref, he'll have to wave the white flag. And uh, I just think that David Benavides is on another level than Anthony Darrell. And I got Benavides getting him out of there in five, man. Yeah, I got it pretty much similar. JP, man, how do you see that fight going? Well, I could see a scenario where, and I think what we'll likely see is that Darrell come out and test his toughness early. I think Darrell knows he's he's fighting a younger man, a faster man, arguably a better punching man, and a man who places his punches better, a better boxer. Um, So I know Darrell's going to come out and do what a, a mid thirty year old man does to a mid twenty year old man. You test his toughness. You see if that hair is growing on his chest yet. And Thrill will come out and do that and then I think that'll make it a, a competitive fight through about four to five rounds depending on the the damage that Benavidez punches are able to do to Darrell. That'll be something we have to keep an eye on. If if Benavidez isn't able to discourage Darrell early, this thing could be a dog fight. But just this fight happening to me is a clear indication that the powers of that be 
believe Benavidez should look good in this fight because there's no reason to risk your super young prospect with his whole entire future ahead of him with this old journeyman, you know, this old, uh, you know, contender status type of fighter who who you really gain nothing fighting at this point. I guess there is a belt on the line. But um, I can see that scenario where Darrell really pushes him and if Benavidez isn't able to really discourage him with hard shots, this thing could be a dogfight out to the end. And you'll see Benavidez uh, have to dig deeper than we suspected. We'll have a different look on Darrell and the trajectory of his career. Um, and then we'll have we'll be looking at Benavidez and we'll say, really, was he that good? The old Wally vet was able to do this or that. We see that in boxing. But the more likely outcome is that Benavidez, with the tighter, more compact style, more refined boxing Acumen, I have to lean towards Benavidez really being able to put them punches together. And um, uh, what am I going to do here? I'm going to take Benavidez with a uh, ninth round TKO. Raffle jump in nine rounds. Man, everybody's looking for the sleeper sign. Uh, how do you see this one, Anthony Durrell versus David Benavidez? Man, uh, it's a tough one. Um... Uh, based off past history, it tells me that Benavidez wins, but it goes to the cards. So, um, that's what I think. Um, I think it'll be a good fight early. I think Benavidez will pull pull away. I think he'll outwork him as the rounds go by. Being the younger guy, the faster guy, and I, you know, guy that likes to Throw a lot of punches, but I don't see a stoppage. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it'll be, a, you know, Benavidez, unanimous decision. All right. Janelle, any thoughts on, on this fight? Oh, uh, yeah, hello? Yes. Oh, my guy Benavidez on a, on a split decision. I think he's going to show more um, a more horsepower down the stretch. And uh, um, I, think, I think he's going to pull away with a split decision victory. I don't think he's going to stop uh, Darrell. I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, I could see him stepping on the gas uh, later in the looks like about a seventh or eighth round and, and take those rounds and score probably a split decision victory in the end. Well, what, what we do know about Darrell is Darrell usually – He's usually in shape, and he's usually fighting hard till the end. Um, so I think we we could have a good fight, man. I can see it going. I don't see Ben uh, Benavidez losing, but I can see Darrell. You know, Darrell usually does fight hard, but it's uh, he's thirty four. I think Benavidez. Uh, well, Benavidez is twenty two. That's twelve. That's twelve years. Uh, like JP said, you're not gonna put one of your stars up against a guy you don't think he can beat. Um, but like I said, you know, David Benavidez is, you know, he would be the interim. No, I guess, I guess Anthony Durrell would be the interim champion, and David uh, David Benavidez is the real champ. So we're gonna see who is the real WBC ch- champ, and I think we're all picking Benavidez for this fight, man. So uh, anybody have anything else to say on that fight before we get on? Before we just uh, yeah, talk yeah, about these you know, last couple. Here's cards. the thing yeah. about Benavidez. Benavidez doesn't bend his legs. He stands straight up, and he's open for overhand right. 
And also, with his long torso, he's open. Like, the body shots are there. That's the thing with Benavidez where I'm not sure a guy like Darrell can capitalize on it, but that's the thing that if he doesn't improve, it's going to be there. It's going to be exposed. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, if you watch the way he fights, he stands straight up. If you if you shoot to the body and come over to the top with the overhand right, you can catch him with something big. And he's been dropped before. You know what I mean? It's not a guy that's like, you know, granite chin and all this shit. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm just saying, like, Benavidez has some things to work on. No, definitely. At 22 years old, he's got a lot of things to work on. But but we're going to see. I think Darrell's going to put up a good fight as long as he lasts. But I see him getting worked at the end, man. And uh, David Benavidez walking away. But um, other fights on this uh, on this card, I'm just going to go through them and uh, we'll just talk about any ones that you want to talk about. Mario Barreros versus uh, some guy for the Super lightweight championship. I'm not sure what what fight that is. Uh, I don't know how Janelle's on here twice. Um, but also, uh, Josecito Lopez versus John Molina Jr. I think that's going to be a slugout. I don't know who's going to win that one. Both of these guys, uh, uh, Josecito Lopez, what is he? Riverside Rockies, 30, uh, 36 and 8, and John Molina, 30 and 8. Both of these guys are going to be fighting. Um, also, the ghost. yeah, I think that's going to be a, a pretty good fight. Uh, you know, if you listen to Booker T, he thinks that's going to be the fight of the night. So we'll see how that one goes, man. And then also, the ghost, Robert Guerrero, is making his comeback. Um, he's making his comeback, and he's fighting some guy, Gerald Thomas, who's 14-1. and one. Um, I think my oh, boy... Yeah, he says he's coming back. He's got a new style. I watched a little interview with him, and he's saying, you know, he's not coming in forward anymore. He's saying, uh, I didn't know that he came up from, like, lightweight. So, you know, it's like back in the days I used to be a boxer, but then all of a sudden, you know, he just came into that straight uh, the uh, Mexican style where he's coming forward. But he says he's got a new – I don't know if he's got a new trainer or something like that, but, you know, it's a new day and age for, for the ghost, who's probably – I wonder how old he is. He's probably pretty old. I don't know how. how Mid thirties, uh, thirty-five, yeah, thirty-six. I think Robert has gotten everything 36, out of yeah. his skills. He's gotten everything out of his skills, man. He's he's reached his ceiling. He's left nothing untapped. So I I think I don't think there's much more better to get. He's been a champion. He's fought the best. He's gotten everything out of his skill set. You ask me. Yeah, yeah. And my boy Joey Spencer is fighting. He's like the, you know, he went from headlining, uh, you know, cards to he's the first fight of the night. Um, he, I think he got embarrassed last time. Even though he won, he's on the comeback, man. But uh, I think um, y'all got anything on any of those other fights, man? Uh, Sam, you got any uh, any thoughts on the Josecito Lopez versus John Molina Jr. Uh, bum off? A bloodbath, you know. I mean, we know what time it is with that one. Um, it it might still the show of the night, depending on if the, how the other fights go. Because uh, I think I think there's a chance that uh, the two, you know, top 
fights will end up being more technical than we think, you know, there's a chance, you know. So so I think a Molina um Josecito might end up being being the fight that everybody's like, Oh wow, that was the best fight of the night. Um you know, when it comes to like, you know, Joey Spencer, you know, he's actually you know, and I hate to say it because he's a young kid, but I'm just being honest. Um, he's actually on my top five, um, you know, uh, a knockout waiting to happen list. But I hope he can improve. Hey, you know, he, do you do you know he's black? I mean, half black, right? Yeah, I guess he, he, yeah, he's got to be half black. Yeah, because his brother is, is, is full black. He's got a little brother that boxes who's full black. I didn't, yeah, know, yeah, I didn't yeah. even know. I think he was like yeah. mixed or something like that. But that's not gonna help him, you know. You got to move your head, brother, and you can't. <laughs> you got to stop. You got, you know, <laughs> you know, and you got. You can't get. I mean, you can't get. You know, you're so young, and you still. The problem with Spencer is, he's getting tired too early in fights when we're not even talking eight rounders yet. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's like ten rounders. 12 rounds, it's like, and he's just not moving his head, you know, it's, you know, his legs don't move, you know, the way it should be at that age, it's like, I don't want to say, I'm just being, I'm just saying what I've seen so far, he could change it, but he is definitely on my top five knockout waiting to happen, but I hope he changes, I hope he gets, you know, more experience, you know, uh, learns what, what he's been doing wrong, but if he don't change, I'm telling you, Joey Spencer is a knockout waiting to happen. Yeah, as, well, he's 19 years old. I think they're gonna bring him up slowly, as you see. Remember, he was I, he did headline a card not too long ago, and uh, now he's fighting. He's the first second fight of the night on the pay per view. So, you know, I think they figured that out after that last fight when he was getting getting his head wrong, got real tired, started getting getting beat up. Uh, what was my man's name? RC always talks about it. Uh, oh yeah, I bet you RC uh, does know. Uh, Akeem Black. R- RC, yeah, he's hating on the buzzer. <laughs> yeah, Akeem Black. Uh, well, yeah, I forgot what his name was, but yeah, Akeem Black, who was who almost got him out of there. But uh, yeah, man, I like Spencer. I want to see him do good, but at at nineteen, he's got a lot to learn, and that's gonna be another uh, another fight, man. But. I think, man. I think that's all we got, fellas. Unless, uh, unless, hey, Simon JP, did y'all see? Did y'all see how Gary Russell uh, called out uh, Leah Santa Cruz by, you know, hugging his old man and saying, you know, and people, all the Mexicans got upset saying it was a disrespect. Did y'all get to see that? Yeah, I, I got to see it. You know, um, you know, I, I kind of felt like I was kind of fifty-fifty on it. You know, I get what he's saying. He's been, you know. Gary's been trying to uh, get that fight for a while, so, you know, and it goes back to what I've been saying, you know, you know, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but, you know, certain people, you know, on the line right now, they believe you have to be, you know, signed up to an organization to get a fight, when in reality, if you just want to fight somebody, it can happen. It's been proven over and over and over again, but that's a whole different discussion. But, with that being said, my issue with Gary Russell on this situation is, when you come out and say that you only fight one time a year, you screw your leverage. Because you know why? The person you say you're trying to fight, they can always say, you're not on my timeline. You know? That's where Gary Russell needs to 
figure out his whole situation. Gary Russell's on this is on the record saying he only wants to fight one time a year. You know? He said that multiple times. And you can look at his record. One time a year, one time a year, one time a year. When you start trying to act like you're going to pull up on people and all this other stuff, your credibility goes down the window because at a certain point, another person's career does not have to wait on your career. And you've already said you only fight one time a year. So that's the way I feel about it. Yeah, I, I took it. I, I don't know if it was if it was disrespect. I didn't see it disrespectful. You know, it, you could. Uh, yeah, I think the the Mexican fans they took it a little too close to heart. But uh, go ahead, JP. I see that. Um, you know, first glance it looks distasteful at least. So then I looked at Gary's rebuttal. And they, they have a long tenure pass. Uh, he and Santa Cruz apparently came through the amateur ranks together. So, you know, they they have a rapport. He he has respect for Santa Cruz's father from, uh, you know, back in the days. And he commends Santa Cruz's father for bringing his son through the ranks. Um, but I think it was – it reminded me of when Sean Porter took his failed attempt at trying to be funny. Remember when he did the whole macho man shit? He ain't done nothing since, but certain people just not good at promoting, not good at talking shit, you know, and Mayweather was a dude who, you know, sometimes was cringeworthy and this, that, or the other, but he was good at the shit. Guys like Gary Russell and 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 Sean Porter, they don't know how to do it, so I think Gary was trying to say, but what Gary did say he was trying to say is that he's like, how come we took it, I think the interpretation was that I can touch your father. And I think he did be like, you know, I could do this or that to him. So he was alluding to I could hurt him. I think he was alluding to. He, that was definitely what he was alluding to. But in his rebuttal, he said, like, how come your, your dad's here? I can be in contact with your dad, but you never around. I can never put my hands on you. That's what Gary said he was trying to say. But all a failed attempt to promote a fight, to try to get the fight. And that, we as boxing fans, we have to be in favor of that. You know, Gary Russell may be, you know, in some people's opinion, clown and, you know, don't like his antics. But us being a box fan, you have to be like, hey, well, Gary Russell is trying to fight people. Whether you think it's real or not, whatever he said, this or that or the other, Gary Russell is publicly calling people out, and that's more than we can say for a lot of other fighters in the sport. So, I'm all for that. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I, but there's other guys that actually do the same thing. They actually fight more than one time a year. You know what I mean? And that, that was the point I was making. But yeah, as far as the, that whole situation, um, no, I agree with you. Uh, you know, it could be interpreted either way. Um, but and it, it, like let's be honest, it's not gonna. These guys, they, they they get in so many fights their whole life, you know, amateur pro. It's not gonna ever really get escalated, you know, like it did back in the day. You know, there was fights back in the day uh, and promotions that got you know heated. It's not gonna get like that. Like Gary Russell and Leo Santa Cruz are not gonna fight, you know, in the streets or anything. You know, it's not gonna happen. But uh, you know. You know, the way I look at it is, um, look, if you want to fight, man, 
just make it happen. I mean, just make it clear. Don't don't say, oh, it's it's what this guy tells me. It's what that guy tells me. Just say, I want to fight this guy, and that's it. And to his credit, Gary Russell has said that's who he wants. So at that point, we have to acknowledge and say, hey, Leo, do you want to fight Gary Russell? You know? Just like we need to say, the guy that's fighting this weekend, when you, when and if you win, like we all expect, do you want to fight this other person that we all know we're talking about? If you don't, let's just move on. Forget the talking. That's the way it needs to go moving forward. Yeah, Leo takes Santa Cruz takes the uh, takes the approach that it's not up to him, even though. You know, like you always say, sometimes the promoters work for him, not vice versa. But he says it's not up to him. But as far as Gary Russell's little video, I think it was the voice that made it menacing. He never really – I think that's what makes us think he alluded to some kind of violence because it was the voice. He was like, yeah, I like that. I like that. And, you know, but all he said was stop ducking, stop ducking. You know, I could, you know, I could touch your father. And when he said he could touch your father, then he just went up and hugged him. And, you know, it was like it, it was when this changed. I think it was more the voice that made it menacing. You know, the black man, uh, screechy high voice. Not a high voice, but raspy voice. I didn't take it as anything. Uh, yeah, but, no, you know, no, Mex- no, same here. What I seen it was, was I, I just pulled up on your father, but in reality I want to pull up on you, you know? And just ask you, hey, right? do you want to fight? That's really what it was, you know? But – I can I can understand. You know, people are always going to, you know, you know, people are always going to get sensitive when it comes to their families and all that. You start getting people around you that pump your head up. So I get that part. Well, Leo but Santa Cruz, that, he wasn't he wasn't worried about it. He said, you know, he was like, man, I didn't take it anyway. It was the Mexican fans. You know, it was the fans that said it was disrespectful. Leo Santa Cruz was like, man, you know, I didn't think he was going to do nothing for our father. He's just trying to sell a fight. I know Gary Russell. He's you. always been like that. Yeah. Gary Russell just sold an extra five thousand tickets doing that too, and and if he keep doing it, Gary Russell make this fight pay per view because you know Mexicans got a good little thing for you know a little black slick fighter versus the come forward you know Mexican style fighter, so this fight can gain all the luster needed. Gary Russell keeps doing little shit like that to rub that fan base wrong, and it's disrespectful. A, a, a person's father who's, who's had health issues. So if Gary Russell keep it up, uh, uh, he'll just make this fight. All he might all get have, it. You know? Yeah. yeah. He might get it. And it'd be good. Fans but that's the thing. It. But everybody it's said that home. at the PBC that you didn't have to do that to get a fight. They just said you had to just be on the PBC. But, hey, that's a whole different discussion for another time. You know? You didn't have to be just well, yeah. You didn't have to call anybody up. You know? But, hey. That's what I was told. Yeah, yeah, we ain't gonna get into that again, man. I think that's where we're gonna leave it. So uh, I appreciate I appreciate you guys calling in, man. Uh, of course, RC, JP, my man Sam on the call in, Janelle out there doing his thing, making that money, that guap, whatever he said. Your getting your, but yours with a Y. So I don't know how that you and that Y went together. Man, stop, mass- stop hating on that man's money. No, I'm not hating on his money, man. That's what he said. But uh, but yeah, man. I I, I think that's where we're gonna end it, man. 
Uh, we'll be back on Sunday to talk about the fights early, uh, 9, p, uh, 9 a.m. on the uh, on the West Coast, uh, 11 Central Time, man. But, yeah, it's going to be a great fight. And we'll see y'all on Sunday, man, if RC wakes up. Outside this boxing podcast midweek show, we out.